Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, West World. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Welcome, welcome once again to The The One Show Show, the podcast that has one simple mission, to protect you and all of humankind from TV's The One Show, lest it try to kill again. I am John Holmes, and once more we are forming a shield made of podcasting to try and prevent television's lightest of lightweight programmes from hurting you and your family anymore. We watch it on your behalf because we must all know the true enemy. On the green sofas this week, then, a Shatner shambles, Alex hates gamers, and Tom Daly, accent obsessive. Joining me as we hold the one show to account for its crimes this week are, of course, my other one show show co-host Mark Haynes and a sketch duo variously described as wonderfully absurd, impressive, thoroughly entertaining. All things the one show isn't and can only dream of. From awkward silence, it's Ralph and Vivian. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So look, let's let's jump straight in with the, the first question which we ask all of our guests. Have you ever watched the one show before voluntarily or have only done it because we forced you to do it for this this is the most i've ever seen the one show the um clip i'm always i always go back to for the one show and the most i think i've ever seen it is the one in which um i think mel brooks is sitting next to uh ross noble i believe and another guest and he is uh just marveling at how completely shambolic it is and uh veers wildly in tone from a sort of you know somber very worthy piece to a to a uh, you know a wacky box pop or whatever and he having flown in and, and never seen it before um well almost almost like us really um, <laughs> is uh is is literally just going 
What is this show? Later on, we heard the story of Patricia, who contacted mm. us, hoping to find out more about her long-lost father. What a crazy show. I know. Now we find Patricia. This is kind of like the sponsor's break. They have yeah. to do something yeah. serious. And they'll be back to the frivolity right. of us shortly. Right. <laughs> That's so true. We're serious. We just turn the page and we move on. Right, let's focus know. on Patricia now, all right? Yes. OK. Right, this is, okay. But this is nuts. I want you to... <laughs> Think back to Patricia. So, whilst trying to help, we've discovered okay. a brother she never knew about. Okay. Uh, it's reunion time now. Tisha's at the ready. This one's sad. It's sad. This um, and uh, that was probably the extent of my my knowledge of it. Um, uh, otherwise, it's been floating around close to me for 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 the for the last uh, you know few years. But I've it's never like seen. A sort sort of haunting demon isn't it it's always there you know it's yeah. them don't want to poke it or disturb it you know just a bad, in case a bad smell yeah yeah viv what about you have you are you uh, uh i'm familiar I, with I'm, its work i'd heard of it i think <laughs> as about as much as i can say um and i do i being asked to do this thought, yeah fantastic I, right the one show and we'll have to We'll have to watch that, will we? Okay. <laughs> nice. But it, no, it is, it is good to broaden one's horizons, to investigate other cultures, um, <laughs> see how people live. Yeah, well, this was a good example, I think, this week of what we'll call the Mel Brooks syndrome because of William Shatner, who brought... Let's mm. start there, because, I mean, mm. really, you know, this was... Uh, a, I mean, Mark and I watch this a lot for, you know, because we hate ourselves. And so we we have to do this, and we see this a lot with Hollywood stars, but sometimes, occasionally, you know, gold that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, before, before we even get there, it's absolutely worth saying, with the attention to detail of Alex Jones to continually do the Spock hand gesture uh, when William Shatner was coming out. But first, the man who boldly went where no man has gone before when he played Captain James T. Kirk in Star Trek and now William Shatner is boldly delving into the mysteries of the universe. Which is a little bit like having Mark Hamill on and shooting Greedo in the stomach, the idiot. <laughs> uh, uh, he was talking about his new uh, show, which is called Unexplained. Um, yes. And that's how they should have left it. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, it started badly because, A, he's looming on a screen from his American house, isn't he? His great big moon-shaped Shatner planetoid face. I think that's uh, the, the closest shots that we've ever seen of William Shatner's face. It's very exciting how technology has progressed. You can yeah. really see the craters. Yeah. yeah. He, he kind of, um, he looked like, um, he's looking more and more like Susan Boyle. Uh, Warren, <laughs> which, um, which... Especially when he looms over, but but yeah, I think this is this is um, this is an amazing example of someone just being told the, the you know the vague um, premise for the show, and then having no idea you know no idea what's going on while they're talking yeah. to you, and also doing an unbelievably bad job of explaining what show he's uh, so bad. Well, he started badly by saying they said, "So what's what's?" They had a clip, didn't they, of of the unexplained, yeah. uh, where he was narrating, obviously, something to do with ghost cities of China. High in the mountains of central China, along the banks of the Yangtze River, lies a complex of shrines and temples that is known as Hindu Ghost City. According to Chinese legend, Fengdu is considered to be a place where our world meets the underworld. Which he said was an ancient te lost temple, which, from the pictures, was just clearly in a river next to a major city yeah. for a start. Yeah. 
uh, and then he, the he talked shop. about yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, talking about how um, the, the the Chinese revered it because of these underground labyrinths and all this kind of stuff. And then then he he, he said some mysteries. What, what are the what are the mysteries you like? It's, they they said, it, it, the mysteries yes. are ooga booga. He said, and uh, and some of them are like deep and ooga booga, and some are like wow. <laughs> yeah, some are deep yeah, and some are ooga booga. Yeah, he had a phenomenal, a phenomenal quote. Um, uh, one point was, um, "We're surrounded by questions. Some of these questions we ask. The unexplained. We're surrounded by questions. Some of these questions we ask. And um, <laughs> at, at, no, at no point, at no point did he give any indication that they bother to answer them. But they, but they do ask. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, a credit. I mean, he did mention. He said. He said, and he, I couldn't work out whether it was something on the show or something he was just talking about. Where he said they. Pass air through the <laughs> larynx of a three thousand year old mummy. Passing air through the larynx of a monk who's been dead three thousand years, and and it makes a sound. So the mummy is coming back from three thousand. I mean, and, and I thought to myself, it's absolutely right that neither Alex or Ronan asked a follow up question <laughs> on that. <laughs> Who would be interested in the passing of a hair through a 3,000 year old corpse? But the thing is, sing? that was another example of some, everything he told us about is explained, not unexplained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything from Stonehenge to the mummy. Why does he think the, the larynx of a 3,000 year old dead mummy monk made a noise? Well, because they blew air through it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's how a larynx explanation works. Like that. It's not coming back to life, is it, Chatman? <laughs> Use, using a corpse as basically a float is a flute, the, yeah. the most extreme thing I've ever heard mentioned on The One Show. Um, where, are the, where, are the, where, where are the rocks? What? <laughs> Where are the rocks? The rocks are everywhere. everywhere. They're mysterious and wondrous, and you makes you think about how many mysteries are left in the world that we have no idea about. Can I just kill you? Where are these rocks? Yeah, where are they, Bill? What? Where, where are, are the, the rocks? rocks? Very good. Where are the rocks? They're everywhere. So, <laughs> at the beginning of this, he was describing Stonehenge, wasn't he? He was talking about rocks. Yeah. But the, the, they, the, they don't know. They don't know how they put them up. And they, they yeah. might be the magic people. No one knows they were quarried and they carry, they moved them across landscapes and no one knew how. And it's, it's sort of going, yeah, you're talking about Stonehenge. <clears throat> there are these large blocks. <clears throat> Forgive me. There's these large blocks of rock quarried somewhere else brought to a location, erected, and precision measurements, and nobody knows quite how they did it. One explanation is vibration, that magical people tapping the rock, setting it up, it vibrates and lifts. I mean, there's all kinds of mysterious explanations for some of these things that have no real a uh, valid explanation to those of us today. And some people think it's the vibrations of the magic people. No, they don't. They know how this was done. We know it's explained. But you're thinking it's Stonehenge. And even Stonehenge. Alex and Roman Kemp didn't know about Stonehenge. Well, he, he, did, he did say Stonehenge, but he got confused because he made it very clear that Stonehenge is in London. <clears throat> they're in Egypt. They're in Peru. Oh. They're in the in the, uh, South America, uh, Middle America. Uh, they are in Greece. They are... There's London. Do you know how mysterious Stonehenge really is? <laughs> <laughs> he came over with that traditional American thing, which is 
I don't care about British geography, so I'm sure British people don't care about British geography either. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. His absolute determination to sort of imagine that Stonehenge is in London, nobody picks up on it. Nobody yeah. picks up on it and says, shut up, shut up. This is wrong. He, he does look, I mean, I think he's 91. He's, he's not, yeah, exactly. I was about to say, he is, he is older than even than he looks. And to, mm. to be... Even semi-coherent, you know. Uh, That's it, that isn't age. it? I absolutely love the fact that they sort of just throw in, you, you obviously went to space when you were 19. <laughs> there is something I know I want to talk to you about, uh, Alex wants to talk to you about, and our guest, your trip to space. I mean, can I just congratulate you? Because at the age of 90, you became the oldest man to it travel was, to it, space. It was <laughs> and it was in retrospect, that seems like one of the most irresponsible things a man has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> but also, as they said, he... He didn't really want to talk about that. Instead, no. he just went straight to plugging a watch um, <laughs> that, that, he's, uh, that he's designed. That he's and, invented. He invented a watch. I, I, I invented a watch called the Webb Watch, using the Webb Telescope and the Earth and the Sun. Go to uh, passages passagesdo.com. Uh, Hey? Yeah, and then reading out the URL as well, which was absolutely wonderful. And I thought, I thought he's out, he's sounding. He's. I don't know William Shatner well at all. I've never really um, seen him do much, but he sounds like Donald Trump. The the, the veering from topic to topic, and also he, he he boasts about having written an album which did really well. Yes, he and did. So yeah. uh, I wrote a with two friends. I wrote an album. Uh, called Bill, which did really well. We had some songs uh, left over, and I was asked to uh, entertain at the Kennedy Center, and we used those songs about space, about Earth, about uh, love, uh, and it was a very uh, successful. Concert, he, um, he's, uh, just, which, he's just uh, very, the, very the um, Trumpian. You know what, in, you're in very show. right about that, and nobody's really <laughs> picked up on it. Even when people do Trump impressions, they don't kind of go, and he sounds just like William Shatner. So the obvious <laughs> <laughs> make it that he's gone to space or the capital where no man has got you know boldly gone before whatever it yeah. is yeah but you just know that if donald trump had gone to space he would do exactly the same thing which is to say to not not be in mm. awe of the majesty of it all mm. and not not to, space uh, is not, really small i was <laughs> impressed i <laughs> made an album afterwards that. it's great i got music on it oh watch oh my god the watch <laughs> Watch. Credit to Roman Kemp, who did actually pick him up on not answering that question about space. Yeah. And that's quite unusual for the one show where people actually, <laughs> where the presenters will actually go, I'm going to comment on something which everybody else at home is thinking. Uh, Bill, uh, Bill, Bill, you're the first person I've ever heard. I just asked you a question about have you been to space and you didn't want to answer. You wanted to talk about your book. So they yeah. went straight in there with like, I did ask you if yeah. you've been to space and you didn't say anything. Um, but but it, it did it did have to meet the sort of sense of the producer in the ear hole saying, we have to say something here because he keeps on trying to flog a watch <laughs> website. A watch, an album, a book, yeah. uh, it, a it, mystery it, book. By the end, he rebooked himself on the show. He booked himself yeah. for a second <laughs> yeah. appearance. But I think oh, you have to be back on to talk about the various wondrous things, all of which are very mysterious, uh, and, and go along with uh, the unexplained. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, Bill. Thank you so much. That rebooking will not be happening. That he also said, though, that his book, right, was about um, coincidence. And, the, and, the, and he was insistent, along with his magical vibration stone erections, <laughs> that, that 
that there was no such thing as coincidence. There's no such thing. And I've written this book. <laughs> the fact that there, to me there doesn't seem to be anything called coincidence. It's all part of the mystery of life. There's no coincidence. We're in vibration with the universe. And I tell you stories about how I think there's a vibration. No such thing as coincidence. And I thought, you're right, because now it's no coincidence. I want to throw my television into a quarry. That's <laughs> Do you want to hear my variation that I wrote down on that? <laughs> well, I mean, he said there's no such thing as coincidence. I mean, he was wrong because I was writing down the word bullshit on a piece of paper at the time. <laughs> well, Vivian, do you have a coincidence joke you'd like to do? I'm just not at the same level. I'm sorry. I'm just put it into the Thunderdome. Oh, God. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And what was great about the other guests were just pissing themselves laughing at this whole spectacle. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it, having never really seen a whole episode before, is it live? Does, does that bit happen live? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was live, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thrill of that's the thrill Can of Can you Mon imagine show. what they cut out? I mean, if they were pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hugo Monnier, the uh, team captain of Question of Sport, mm. wasn't he? He was one of the guests, along with someone mm. I don't know or never heard of called Harvey. Yeah, our Question of Sport team captain, Hugo Monnier, and singer Harvey. Who is the other guy? Who is the well, other he's guy? He's a celebrity, obviously. He was in a celebrity <laughs> dancing on, show, so... Yeah, it's on the one show. Yeah. He's seen the most amazing man-spreading. Um, just, just sat there. Like like a kind of, um, you know, like a kid who'd been uh, brought into the head teacher's office or something. Just, yeah. just sat there looking absolutely not bothered yeah. at all. But, I, I mean, did they just introduce him with one... With one word, it was just Harvey, wasn't it? Harvey, yeah, yeah like the so, yeah. like the giant rabbit in. Um... <laughs> yeah, he, he is an alcoholic delusion. He doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> the, the thing about him is, he was on Strictly Come Dancing, and at that point, everyone was like, "I've never heard of him." And now you can introduce him and go, "He's Harvey." Of course, you're on Strictly Come Dancing, and that's now his job. He's become a celebrity by virtue of being on Strictly Come Dancing, which he went on when he wasn't a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> really confusing yeah. um I, I i mean this this for me john i mean you know pound for pound one of the most boring three minutes of my life so 
Hugo and Javier are taking part in Sport Relief's All-Star Games Birmingham, Birmingham 2022, presented by our very own Jermaine Genus. What are you going to be doing then, Hugo? So I'm taking on a couple of events. I've got greedy with it. So um, I'm doing the 4x100 relay, which is amazing. Like, for me, sports day, having to do that is such a great <laughs> event. <laughs> Difficult to think of anything more boring about uh, Hugo, who is naturally quite laid back and talks in quite a flat monotone. Um, and who is very much, he's a BBC presenter now. He does the sport. He does a question of sport. He yep. is, he's not going to say anything interesting because that's not what BBC presenters are, are paid to do. He's not William Shatner. <laughs> no. no. You've got no. Harvey as well. And, and, you know, Harvey, a little bit like, you know, the, the, guy that works with your milkman um, <laughs> he is he, he's there too they were not very very and, interesting uh, Harvey I mean yes. I have to ask at school were you sporty uh, when it came to like PE me and my mate would hide there was lots of advice on you know the best way to cycle on a velodrome advice I really I'm not going to need at, at, at any point um, but Alex did try and take the interview over to give it some pep because yeah. the two of them were just driving it into the floor uh, and that was to bring in Strictly come down. What about you, Harvey? Because I mean, you were excellent. Uh, I'm always alright. Have you still got the mood? Do you know what? I feel like I say it's like riding a bike. I feel like it would come to me if I trained again. Which but, was yeah. everyone wow. brightened up the moment that was there. They all felt on safe ground. They all felt they knew the audience were going, oh, yeah. Oh, I like that show. So they all felt better again. But gorgeous. They, they got that just in time for Alex to wrap the interview up. And then we'll <laughs> move on. Well, Alex did try to inject a little bit of um, sporting technicalities to the whole thing when he was talking about doing the sprint cycle. And she said, oh, is that the one that goes up the side? The sprint cycle in the velodrome. Oh, honestly, you see the side of this. Is that thing? the one that goes up the side? <laughs> Which I thought was a, you know, a, a valid question. <laughs> My favourite moment of talking to Harvey was just really um, trying to, clearly just trying to find some questions to ask, just sitting there on the sofa, nodding, going, yeah, now I'm going to say something. And what he said was, so how did you get into table tennis? Table tennis? Yeah. How did you get into table tennis? <laughs> like, that's a mad thing for someone to have got into. Like, something as crazy as table tennis. And the answer was, as you might imagine, sort of on a family holiday in Spain, when he and his brother started playing some table tennis, because it's something you do when there's nothing else to do. It's yeah. not an interesting personality detail or something crazy for him to be into. Uh, and this whole section was setting up um, a, an upcoming sport relief show where celebrities yeah. are doing the air quote there yeah. are made to do sport um, at a low level uh, for us plebs to enjoy. And we can exclusively reveal some of the other celebrities taking part. And it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. It is. There are sporting stars, of course, like Hugo, and Olympic gymnast Max Whitlock. Then you've got Harvey here, TV presenter Steph McGovern. Russell Kane. So there's a bit of a mix, really. Yeah. The closest I can I can sort of tell you about what I felt about this piece was about two years ago, I was on a deserted train on the Heathrow Express going into uh, uh, Heathrow Terminal 5. And it was early in the morning and there was one monitor playing the news. And the news was, they were saying, there's a strain of bird flu in Wuhan that has come <laughs> out. And I looked at that and I thought, I wonder if that's going to become a big thing. I wonder if that's going to affect us because it feels like the start of a zombie movie. And I remember that very clearly. And I felt the same way about this interview <laughs> where I watched it and I thought, this sport relief thing is not going to be good. It's a way away. And I'm watching this now with a sort of rising sense of fear and horror about what I know is going to be coming. Uh, sport relief, based on this hype piece, 
is going to be absolutely unwatchable. And I, for one, can't wait. <laughs> we, we should zip over to one of our favourite features of The One Show, which is one big thank you. Yeah. Oh now, God, uh, yes. yeah, oh, my God, it's right. Yeah. yeah. So rather than, as you have now realised, rather just say thank you to somebody, they have to set up an elaborate tricking system, which, <laughs> which doesn't say thank you. It's just <laughs> annoying. Yeah. And to, to, to everyone involved, and it and this one involved a, a, a girl who had set up a, an Asian women's football team. Right, Thursdays on the One Show is when we say one big thank you to someone going the extra mile in their community. Tonight, it's the turn of Yasmin from Birmingham, and here are her friends to explain why. The local community, again, a very worthy thing to do, as it always is with these people. They're not at fault here, let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. Right. The people that are being thanked and tricked simultaneously yes. are not at fault. She set up a, a, an Asian women's football team where Asian ladies, and particularly those from a Muslim background, can play in a safe yeah. space. She doesn't deserve what happens. She's done enough. And she, they told us she was a fan of Liverpool Football Club. Uh, and the goalkeeper, former goalkeeper David James. Well, Yasmin is a big fan of Liverpool and England goalie David James. So and so they, some re- for some reason that I still can't fathom, had arranged, yeah. and I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud, <laughs> had arranged for David James to be painting and decorating a gym wall. Yeah, an underground gym wall. Yeah, while she turned up, he was going to hand her a brush and ask her to help while saying football puns at her that weren't even Poja's football phrases. What? What? What's going on here? David's going to pretend that since retiring from football, he's become a painter and decorator. And today it's his job to paint a wall in the gym. Since he's in a bit of a rush, he's going to ask for her help. And he's going to have some fun along the way with some terrible puns about football. The best thing about this, John, was they didn't expect, because they've done a lot of these where they go, we've got a trick, and the person doesn't (laughs) cotton on because the trick is quite basic. It's not very big. (laughs) Not actually a trick. It's It's not not really a a trick. trick. It's not a trick. But what happened here was the nightmare scenario, which is the woman recognised David James as being (laughs) of the former Liverpool player David James. And that made his puns totally redundant because the idea was she wouldn't mm-hmm. recognize him and he'd be doing football puns and she wouldn't realize it was the football player but she'd already clocked him said is that not david james and then gone up to him and gone are you david james normally yeah, the one but it wasn't, like, yeah. he it's just working said, yes. it's working and but it wasn't one, her it's ruined it it's ruined no it was it. her friend wasn't it it was, it was a friend, friend exactly. It. it was like her friend fucked the whole thing. Right. Yeah, she she didn't... Re- so the, 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 the awkward moment where she didn't recognise David James and then the earnest narration uh, where it went, she hasn't, she hasn't recognised him, even though she, she's a big fan and it's clearly David James, whose T-shirt we need to talk about in a moment, oh, by the way. The most, yes. I mean, yeah. of all I mean I, hold board, that thought, what right? <laughs> so, so she go, goes... Uh, and her friend realised she hasn't recognised David James, so her friend takes it on herself because she's in on the trick to say I think that's David James and right on cue here's Yasmin with her friend Salima who's in on the plan yeah I didn't think anyone was going to be in here tonight it's good to have a bit of company um, I'm David by the way nice she doing, hasn't right? recognised our undercover decorator but Salima's about to change that David James huh? <laughs> did you pay for I did yeah <laughs> Since I retired, I've, um... Become a painter. Yeah. 
I've got to try and get this wall finished before eight o'clock. And then, yeah, she went over. Are you Dave Gabe? Yes, I am. And then he's going things like, well, this is a wall of two halves. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and now it's time for David to have some fun as they paint. He's going to drop in as many cheesy footy puns as he can. But will she spot them? Okay, you're going to do that one. I mean, this is a wall of two halves, really. <laughs> and the puns was apparently top corner. Just, just talking just about the top phrase. corner. Those are just the words that you use to describe a wall. I'm going to paint this and then shove a football up my arse. <laughs> what? Ding. Not, what, I love was, what I love was they, they, they kind of went, is she going to spot the puns? As though um, whenever he said one, she would kind of do some kind of high five or, or yeah. leave in the air or something. Rather, hmm. than just go, rather than just go, what the fuck's he on about? Yeah, just because they're, they're just everyday idiomatic phrases from football <laughs> that people use anyway. I'm just going to do this top corner. Got to make sure I don't dribble any paint on the floor here. And how often do you train? A few times a week. Do you ever do extra time? <laughs> yeah, Roman said he got four a in. grand total of four puns. And Yasmin hasn't spotted a single one. Well done, David. Is <laughs> is he got four oh, in a football oh. joke as well? Is yeah. that like four goals in the goal? Yeah. Oh, very confusing. An amazing thing to my mind about this: what was essentially sort of a cross between um, Trigger Happy TV and the Make a Wish Foundation <laughs> with someone that she hadn't asked for and clearly didn't recognise. Also, yeah. if it was her hero, and it's very clear that he was not her hero by any stretch. <laughs> If you did meet your hero and he's partway through like a manual labour job, if he then pressures you into helping him so that he can knock off early and watch telly, that's quite a weird way to get to meet someone. Like, you respect him as a footballer, but this is actually a bit strange that, no, I yeah. don't want to paint this wall with you, you odd man. I'm sorry your life is going so badly, but that was the other thing. nice that was the to other meet thing you. That, Bye. Yeah, that was the other thing. that It was, it was um, a wonderful in, kind of indictment of his career that, the, the idea of him be, having become a painter decorator <laughs> wasn't implausible at all. So, yeah. so, so it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like David Beckham, uh, you know, getting loose change by doing some painting jobs. It was more like, yep, yeah, well, that's, this is what's happened to David James. You know, that's, yeah. that's completely plausible. That's a shame. There was a culture, there was a shift in emphasis because they originally said one of her favourite players, David James. Yeah. And then two minutes later, Ronan said, he was a player in one of her, fa in her favourite football team, Liverpool. <laughs> uh, the closer we got to David James yeah. meeting her, the more they were distancing the past. <laughs> <laughs> the setup entirely relies on her agreeing just to put on some overalls and do some painting with this man. Like, she hasn't got anything else to do. And her <laughs> friend's there just going, yeah, we should do this. But let's not forget as well, she'd gone to the gym to yeah. work out in the gym. Because so, yeah. she's a footballer. She did a paintbrush by David James. What? <laughs> Wearing a T-shirt that said, play yard ding dong. <laughs> play yard ya ding dong. When I heard about the amazing work that Yasmin was doing, giving women from all backgrounds a safe place to play football, I had to get involved. Yeah. He, he's yeah. there to say thank you to a woman who runs a safe space Muslim football team. And he he's went through his shirt. A male football player as well to do this. Yeah, yeah. 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 In, 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 in a quiet area of a gym where he's engaged her in conversation, he chose, <laughs> he chose the T-shirt out of everything he owned. He went for the one that said on it, play yah ya ding dong. <laughs> and the producer said, yeah. That's great. Go Fine. with that. Fine. So the um, producer yeah. obviously didn't Google it like I did. Oh, <laughs> oh what? what? So, yeah, yeah. so I don't know whether David James is having a little joke here, 
but well done, David James, because it's the title of a song from a Will Ferrell spoof Eurovision Song Contest film, right? Mm -hmm. But the song is just about erections and fucking. Oh, my. That's what it's. The song is literally about, you think, think, ding dong, it can't mean, yes, it does. Yes, it does. (laughs) I mean, credit to David James, pulling off the last minute save on a terrible face. Do you think think, David James is like Mark Zuckerberg and he's he's only got T-shirts that say, play, yeah, yeah, ding dong. He's he's only got one T-shirt. Let me share with you some of the beautiful lyrics from the song. Uh, When I feel your gentle touch and things are going our way, I want to spill my love on you all day, all day. Yah, yah, ding dong, my love for you is growing wide and long. Yah, yah, ding dong, I swell and burst when I see what we become. Uh, Safe space for Asian female football players. (laughs) (laughs) The back corner of a gym with a strange man in overalls. Sexually suggestive uh, shirt. Was back corner there a footballing pun? I wasn't sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I got a little little green tick in the corner and a ding, but you didn't get it, so... Uh, right. damn it. For me. They, they went outside and all her friends had gathered there and they played that video message <laughs> on the uh, the One Show's video truck. Uh, I was shocked, actually. <laughs> Some more people who'd like to thank you. Hi, Yasmin, it's Jermaine. Clearly they, they budgeted for back in the, in the pandemic saying we need this to take it out. Now they've got it. It's used once a week to screen these little films for people who don't, don't deserve to be harassed. Um, Didn't you think that any of the people that they displayed would have been better than David James to, uh, to have gone through the, uh, the stuff? Well, they weren't available. <laughs> I, I love Jermaine Janis, who is a one show presenter, but also a former footballer. And he opened up, he, he did his thing. He just sort of said, hello, Yasmin, you've done such a great job. It's Jermaine here. I think that sports should be accessible to all. We agree that sports should be accessible to all. Oh, big, 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 very brave opinion of you there, Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> Deciding that everyone can enjoy sports. He uh, he was going to, I did look this up as well. He was going to be the person in the gym at first but he couldn't because he had a t-shirt that said I want to put my cock in you you bitch <laughs> <laughs> they, they also they showed Alex Scott as well another one show presenter over the years and they yeah. they decided to illustrate her even though she's probably been on the show I'd say 50 times they decided to illustrate Alex Scott the footballer with a photograph taken from a long distance away where she was sort of half shouting like it had been taken by a stalker and then it cut to that thing of going Alex Alex Scott has done it and it cuts to her just in their in their sort of like dressing room and our very own Alex Scott had this message for Yasmin Hello Yasmin I am so impressed So why did he just take a nice snack I, I have no idea overthinking the one show I bet they I bet they also paid money to license that I bet it was like 80 quid from Getty <laughs> bad decisions You're right but it was the sport. There was a lot of sport going on um, because Greg James was jumping in a pool. Mm. Oh, God. Some sort of Radio 1 challenge. And Tom Daly, Tom Daly presenting. I don't think we've seen I, Tom Daly I, presenting I, before. No, we mm. haven't. And I am going to just, just run this up here. I mean, uh, this it seemed to me something which I was entirely behind. This seemed to me like the one show's quick attempt to get in there 
and try and make the heads of as many racists and Brexiters and hard right Tories explode <laughs> in 30 minutes. So you had a show yeah. presented by Tom Daly. Uh, it had the the uh, Yasmin and the, the Asian football team. It had the Commonwealth Games, where we talked to a lot of uh, people from ethnic minority backgrounds and Commonwealth countries, which we don't normally have. Um, uh, we, we, we then got the last thing was Joe Lysett talking about art. And I thought, <laughs> yeah. it, look, as a show, it was gay, it was ethnic, it was multicultural, it was yep. feminist, uh, it, it was dull, but, you know, <laughs> you, you, can't, you, you can't have it all. Um, but but I, did, I did think the only person who wasn't fully behind this sort of new uh, woke one show, which I am 100%, I'd love them to just do one episode a week where they just go, welcome to the woke one show, and they can really wind everyone up. Um, Ronan Keating, who was <laughs> with Tom Daly, as he described him, uh, the fabulous Tom Daly. Uh, fabulous <laughs> being basically mm. the other word for gay. <laughs> <laughs> little dog whistle there. Yeah, it wasn't it. And there was a little bit where, where Tom Daly was saying, we're going to see Greg James uh, in the pool. Uh, he said, wearing something I know very well, a tiny pair of trunks. <laughs> Find out what that's all about a bit later. And all I'll say is, it involves Greg and something I know very well, a pair of tiny little trunks. Yes, yes. And Roman just went, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, one to think about it. Tom, Tom, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I just don't want, I don't want to keep talking about it. <laughs> that was the main feeling I got from those two was that sort of Roman Kemp as the kind of the cool uncle mm. with Tom Daly as the nephew who was violently sick on cider last night and is now on his best behaviour. And so he's being really good and talking to all the guests. <laughs> he had he had a classic thing as well, which was being the first time presenter, being deeply perky. And yeah, yeah. you could look back on that, I think, as, as, as you know, when you go back through it, as I'm sure he does, I'm sure he'll rewatch that. He seems to be the sort of person who, like in sports, you have to continually rewatch what you did to get better. He'll apply the same focus towards television and he'll be sitting there watching that back. And I think he'll go, oh, a little bit perky. Right, it's going to be the first come off games I'm actually going to be watching as an athlete. That's on, and you're still so young. Oh, well. And you could easily get gold if you went. Oh, year. I don't know about that. You can't just, you have to be in it to win it. <laughs> <laughs> the trunk thing came back though didn't it as if that wasn't enough to annoy middle Britain mm. uh, when, when <laughs> Greg James had to jump off a high diving board uh, wearing board shorts yeah. and Tom Daly almost angrily went well we were uh, well, on the tiny trunks we were promised it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a moment we've all been waiting for up the stairs although they aren't the tiny trunks we were once promised <laughs> I, I will say he did uh, a couple of years ago talk quite frankly about what he saw as the objectification and sexualization of him as a diver because of the fascination with his tiny little shorts and he talked about doing magazine covers where they put him in in those and he talked very frankly about how he felt you wouldn't have done that to a female diver and that it was objectification and i, I was a bit like Oh, you, I was right on your side with that. Yeah, and now yeah. there you are going, oh, yeah. can't see. Oh, I'd like to see Greg James in a budgie smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. He did oh, say no. this is the first Commonwealth Games he's not been in for 21 years. Mm. Yeah. And then he mentioned, yeah, you know, I started when I was seven. Now, am I right in saying this is the first time in 21 years you haven't competed in a Commonwealth Games? Yeah, I mean, I started 21 years ago when I was seven. Did England field a seven-year-old <laughs> diver in 2001? Just unbelievable. Seven. Are you allowed to do it that young? 
I, I suppose it's very difficult for them to work out whether or not a seven-year-old is diving or is being thrown <laughs> off. <laughs> Just, well, you can't tell. It's not illegal to put a seven-year-old on a diving board. What they choose to do then is entirely <laughs> up to them. <laughs> And there we glue ourselves, protester-like, to the one show to prevent it from going any further. It has a terrible effect on the broadcasting environment. I once saw a slick of pieces to camera in a regional shopping centre kill a hundred seabirds. We'll be back tomorrow. So join us for part two of this week's The The One Show Show. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.